Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to this Softball Zone radio show. This is February 23rd. It's 8 p.m. And I'll tell you what, it's kind of empty and vacant out there tonight. But anyway, hey, real quick, before I go on, um, you know, I, I didn't let you know about this, Jeff, but uh, Blue, Bonnet all, uh, Blue Bonnet on it law firm uh, wants me to start giving a disclaimer before the show. And the disclaimer is basically that I have been scientifically tested by Marvin the Martian, and they have certified me that I may be in that case. Just to make sure. So at times I may say something that you don't agree with or something that's funny or something you might not see funny, okay? But it's all in good entertainment. So, Jeff, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> doing fine, Ricky. How about you? I'll tell you what, dude, I mean, this has been a weird day. I, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I had to I had to jam out of here at 310, and it never stopped all day. Um, I mean, I literally walked in the door, turned on my computer. I won't tell you what I did then. Then I made my way back to the computer, logged on, started the show chat room, and then went and took a shower. And it's been just, it's been like that all day. So, um How's things been going with you, Jeff? Good, good. I um, I'm very, very busy at work. Um, busy time of year. Got a bunch of doing some physical inventories uh, last weekend and this weekend. And this is a busy time of year for my wristband business. And I'm actually uh, doing some uh, uh, some contract consulting type work for my old company coming up here soon. So, um, you know, keeping me keeping me out of trouble. Yeah, well, if, you know, if you ever need any legal help or advice, just let me know. I'll let Blue Bonnet on it help you out. Uh, they're a pretty good law firm. So, <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, hey, we have uh, Joe Abrams making his debut uh, for 2016. Man, you charged you went 3-1 and one down south, Joe, and uh, you're picked eighth this year in your conference preseason pool. So how are you feeling about everything, Joe? And welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks, Ricky. Uh, yeah, we had a good weekend this past weekend, and we're getting ready to head on again here in a couple of days to go down to Nashville, So, which will be a tough weekend. We're playing a bunch of good teams there. But, you know, it's uh, we're feeling as good as we can feel. We played well and managed to get outside to practice, at least on the turf field today. So um, so things are things are well. I didn't think you were uh, playing yet. Uh, so where, where did you go, Joe? We went to South Carolina. Okay. Like a tournament or just uh, yeah, the, most of the southern schools, most of the uh-huh. southern schools will host uh, three or four other schools in, in, on weekends in February because we're allowed to play at the same time the Division ones are. So, um, so most of the, actually most of the Division twos have games, and the only ones who don't are some schools in the north. Hmm. Did you fly Jeff, or bus? If you, if you, 
Jeff, if you want me to, I'll send you the links so you can follow Joe. I, I try to follow Joe Abram how they do. I, do you want me to send you a link? Well, I, I look at I mean, I look at the uh, <laughs> website. I just didn't think they had, uh, I think I've been out yet. Okay, well, I, anyway, so uh, go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead, Joe. I was just asking, Joe, if you guys, if you guys, if you bus down there or flew down there. No, we take a charter bus down there. It's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to fly every trip we go on, but we just don't have that type of budget. Um, and we'll right. be busing to Nashville this week. And the only time we fly is uh, if we go to Florida for spring break, then we'll fly. But otherwise, right. I think it's really expensive. Yep. What does that? What does that? What kind of money does that cost you when you fly a team like that? I mean, I'm sure you're not taking down a charter air, a jet, right? Well, yeah, true. I mean, if we fly, well, it depends on the trip. But I mean, Florida, you know, is an eight or nine day trip. Um, so the trip as a whole is right, and we have a small roster, but the trip as a whole is sixteen to twenty thousand. Um, and if we had a bigger roster, it would be considerably more. But you know, we do what we can. We we look for good air um, airfares, and we'll stay in a couple of big houses rather than stay in a hotel. And we, you know, we 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 try to cut costs in every possible way. But it, it's still, I mean, if you're taking even just including coaches, twenty people down there, you know, for eight eight or so days, it's going to get pretty expensive. Right now, and I and also, of course, seeing that you guys had redone your complex. That's that's a completely brand new. That's completely all brand new, ain't it? Because when you look at all the old pictures or go through Google and look, that's all new, ain't it? That hasn't been moved or something, was it? Well, what's what's that again? Or what your your field the locate the way you had the field location. I mean, if you look at old fields and look at the new one. It looks like they're not exactly in the same location. Are they still in the same location, or am I just yeah, looking I'm, at it wrong? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're looking at. Uh, Mars hasn't really changed. I, I'm not sure what uh, you're looking at. Well, okay, well, no, no, no. Yeah, I've been certified by Marvin and Marcia, <laughs> so I know. I, I know what I'm talking about. That. I, I see. I, I guess I am mixed up because I thought you. I thought when I looked at all the new complex up there, you actually have uh, a bricks and like a uh, press box and all that stuff up there now. Uh, no, that's in the plans. But no, it's our field hasn't really changed at all over the last couple of years. Uh, I wish we well, did. I, I wish you were right. Wow. I had to be looking. I know I was looking because someone sent me something said, hey, go check this out. This is what they did. And I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. So I started looking. I said, like, for some reason, I kept thinking it was Hillsdale. But anyway, oh. huh. I, I don't know why. I just thought because you were there, maybe you were able to get them put in a stadium already. Well, we we have plans for one, but we have to raise a bunch of money and all that. So, yeah. So right. We have a blueprint, but that's about it. <laughs> Well, you just see, I'm seeing way beyond the future here, Joe. Way beyond <laughs> the future. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, uh, go ahead, Jeff. You can. I I, I probably just need to chill here because, like, you know, I'm pretty wired right now. So <laughs> I was ready to let you go, Ricky. I was kind of enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's because you don't know any better. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, <laughs> I, I know one thing I just want to throw out there real quick, and, you know, I'm sitting here trying to figure this out anyway, but, you know, we did a pool, um, see, it started last Monday. It was brought up on the radio show, actually, so we did a pool on the forum to see, um, you know, what the forum members wanted to see tournament director do as far as posting results. Because I'm always telling tournament directors and telling people, hey, you know, the forum's kind of like a newspaper in a way. I mean, people come here Monday and Sunday night. They're trying to look for results and see how teams finished up and stuff like that. So we... I think someone actually mentioned it again in the show last week, didn't they? I didn't even I didn't even start on my own. I think someone mentioned it during the show, didn't it, last week? Well, I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, I, mean, I know we talked about it briefly in the show, but uh, that was a, I think you said you were going to start up a, a little poll on it just to kind of see what the results were. So it was a pretty decisive uh, voting, though. Yeah, I was I was actually. I actually thought it was going to be a little bit more, maybe seventy thirty. I, I really did. When it came down, eighty members and users voted. They wanted to see the results posted, and only five uh, individuals or members or users posted that they didn't want it to be required for tournament directors to post the score, and. Actually, I was really, really surprised that the number was that big. I know that's something I talked about before that a lot of members who use a forum come on and, you know, they actually call me up and get a hold of me and ask me, you know, I can't really believe you don't require them to pay. I mean, you know, and, and, you know it gets into all kinds of these, you know, we went and spent money together, blah, 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 whatever. But the, the whole point thing is, People would like to be able to come in and see the scores when they come back in Monday, see how all the teams did and how all the different tournaments done. So, of course, we got the pool done. So now the big thing is figuring out a universal format that can be used so all the tournament directors are kind of following the same guys and not guidelines. And I know everybody's not going to do that, but I think having a somewhat uniformed um and everyone does somewhat similar would be important because it'd be a lot easier to read and get results when you look at the results when they're somewhat similar. Um, I know before when I've looked at results, I've had time, a hard time just trying to figure out exactly what happened. And uh, so, but yeah, anyway, I actually thought, I didn't think the vote would be that high. Did you yourself, Jeff, or? No, I didn't. I guess I was, you know, it depends on how many, how many tournament directors were voting. Um, and, you know, the size of the tournaments they ran. I know there's been a couple of points posted since around uh, by a couple of the guys that run some really large tournaments where they're playing, you know, three or 400 games. And, and uh, you know, there's definitely a question there as, in terms of, you know, how many, you know, how, how, to what level of detail are you talking? Are you only looking at, well, you know, brackets, see, bracket games, or you're talking about pool games, or, you know, et cetera? See, I, I mean, honestly, I, to me, you know, and I'm just talking from my own personal preference. I like to just see, like, how the teams finish. So if you have 15 teams in a tournament, you know, or, you know, like put them in order how they finished. You know, I mean, I don't think that's big that hard to do. Of course, I, I didn't have a tournament director got a hold of me. He said one thing you don't understand, Rick: the teams that finish really bad off, they don't want anything posted about them because they said that it hurts their opportunities 
for attracting better players or uh, could hurt them uh, as far as uh, with their players playing at the next level. I mean, I've actually had a, quite a few people get a hold of me to tell me why posting, you know, like all the results for how the finish was. Just the finish, not every game, every pool, or nothing like that. And they've actually come up with some valid reasons that, you know, the coaches don't want it posted. So I can understand where it could be a problem. You know, I, I think we're going to do – I think, what I think Jeff, what I'm going to do is I think I'm just going to go ahead and let the members of the forum uh, kind of decide what format they would like to see results posted in and how they would like to see them posted. I, I think that's – since it's overwhelming right. slammed by the members – I think the best way to do is, is kind of let the members kind of decide what would be a, a good format. Yeah, I mean, I, I I put a post on there today, you know, and t- you know, trying to think about it logically. It, it's just nice, you know, it's easy for a lot of us that don't run tournaments to vote. So, yeah, we want all the scores on there. No, I think we need to be reasonable and try to balance things. And, you know, for some smaller tournaments, that's probably relatively easy for some from some bigger tournaments, it might be easy because whatever software they're using might, might be, you know, fairly easily downloadable. But in other cases, you know, it's not easy. You know, I think, you know, and to me, when we talk about scores, I guess personally, I don't really care what the score is, but I, I am interested in seeing kind of who beat who. Um, you know, so if I see a, an elimination bracket, I don't really need to see the scores on there. I mean, I guess it's nice to know, and but... You know, I don't like teams rubbing, you know, other teams' you know faces in it if they if they outscore them by a lot. But it's just interesting to see who beat who, and you know that to me that includes pool games ideally too. But you know, if if, this, if that's not posted on the on the forum, but there's a link to that somewhere, I mean that you know that to me that's that's fine. But I would at a minimum like to see, yeah, kind of kind of what you said earlier, Ricky. I mean, here's. Here's the finish. Here's how they finished, either in order or, or here's the you know, copy of the bracket. Here's who you know was in the finals. Here's maybe the semifinals, quarterfinals, you know, et cetera. Right. I mean, you know, um, before I started doing that with my tournament, I know we would list, we would list the exact finish how everybody did in the bracket, and then if you went to the website, you know, you would actually see how everybody did in pool play. And what we would do, we would just copy everything and move it to the form, but. The thing is, here. here's the thing. I can't, we can't, and I can't make it to the point that it's harder for tournament directors to do. Because it's, it's pretty easy to see that's what the users of the form would like to see. So now we need to come up with a way as a community that, is not that difficult and not that hard for tournament directors to do, so they'll be induced to go ahead and and, and come on and put that information out there. Uh, everybody's not going to be like Far in the Sky or Stingray. Uh, you know, I don't want to miss any tournament. You know, the, there's a uh, Mike Craig. I mean, they post almost everything when they do tournaments on the forum. I don't think that's really what. People in general, I mean, honestly, I I actually think people like to see everything from scratch to finish. But I think when you get to that point, then you're basically making it to where it's just too difficult for tournament directors to do. And I, anytime I can tell you this, and I'm sure Jeff, uh, Jeff, you can uh, 
testify this and Joe can, the more difficult you make it for someone to do, there's a lot better chance it's not going to happen. So right. I, I'm just thinking that the easiest way to do it would be the right way. But like I said, I, I, be, I wanted to post a thing on the forum today about that to talk about the format people would like to see it in. Because I'll tell you, what, we, we've had a lot of good debate and discussion just about this in general and other things in the last couple of weeks. So I'm just like, hey, if the community is wanting something, let, let's let's do it as a community, not just because that's what I want to do. Let's do what the community wants, because I'm the only the one that gets all the feedback. So, Hey, Joe, do you have any, as a college coach, do you have any interest in kind of knowing who, who beat who or just, just a casual interest, but not um, really any kind of a recruiting interest? No, you know, as I think about it, as a college coach, no. I'm uh, just as somebody who's from the Ohio travel ball scene. Yeah, I do. Um, right. But um, I, let's just say we're in Indiana. You know, a tournament over there in Indy, in Indy, and all the Indiana teams. I, I really couldn't care less at all who wins or loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do in Ohio just because of who I am, but not as a college coach. No. Right. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I don't really I don't really know you know, I kinda disagree with the fact that when a coach says that could hurt to get their girls at the next level because a college coach sees a score. I mean I, you know, so that part but I do understand where it could be used maybe somehow against them, maybe when they're playing, you know, another tournament. I mean, honestly when I played a tournament you didn't have to worry about posting something. I was scouting your butt anyway. I would know what my girls were playing. I mean, I, I don't know if people do that anymore. But that's what I did. I scouted teams, and I knew. I knew who was their better hitters. I knew what pitchers I did want to face with certain girls. And, I mean, you know, I, I knew the teams we were playing pretty much inside and out. In fact, probably knew them more better than a lot of the coaches who was coaching the teams did. I mean, I remember one time I was setting – I can't forget what tournament it was, but it was in a gold. It was a gold uh, tournament, and I was sitting there, and I want to say it was Rick Sherman come walking up to me. He said, "I knew you'd be here." I'm like, "Why is that?" He said, "Because you're playing them first thing in the morning." <laughs> so, but you know, I I like the fact they have the scores on there, and, and I won't lie because it creates traffic. It brings people to the site. I mean. If you go in and type in it's so-and-so team's name and a tournament name, it's going to be more likely you're going to find the site. And you know, for all the tournament directors out there, it's really a good idea that a lot of the parents that are now getting involved at 8 years old and 10 years old, all them parents will probably, might be a coach someday and you want them to know you know, if there's one area they can go and get information and find out about your event or look up information, that that's kind of the whole idea of a forum anyway, the community, make it grow, not to go backwards. And, Jeff, you brought up an interesting point, too. You thought, you thought wow, it seems like the forum's kind of slow. And when I was looking at the numbers, and I still can't figure this out, is we have 1,005 active members the last time I looked. I think it's actually higher than that. But, like, one website I go to always has, like, 800, 900, 1,000 people on it, and they always have 150, 250 members on. 
they're not even close to my active number. Maybe they're 50 points or 50 uh, active members away. And mm-hmm. if that that gives you an idea just how many active members we actually have. I mean, you never see that many members hardly ever on our side ever at the same time, but they are throughout the day. So I actually think the forum's busier now than it was last year at this time. So, but anyway, but, but anyway, we're going to actually put something out on that about coming up with some formulas or some possibilities of how the format should work. But like I said, I'm going to put that back out to the community sometime next couple of days. And, uh, okay, Dad, you always lose audio. So what's new? Just, just to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, did you uh, have anything there, Jeff, you wanted to finish discussing with Joe there? Or? Well, uh, yeah, I definitely want to hear more, you know, a little bit more about Joe and, and his, uh, how his season's shaping up, how, how things have been going and, um, and things like that. I didn't, I didn't see yet. Um, yeah, I know last year we talked a little bit about how Joe's team was uh, ranked by the coaches in the, in the preseason poll. How did, how did that come out this year, Joe? Um, we were picked eighth, but there was a group out of 14. There was a group of, uh, Everybody between something like uh, six and eleven was bunched together, really, really close. So, mm-hmm. um, but the, I don't really care about those those anyway. Um, it uh, none right. of the coaches really put any time at all into it. It's you just fill it out as fast as you can and send it back with real. What everybody does for the most part, I think, is just they they go on the regular season standings from last year and pretty much that right. back in. So. Those are pretty much irrelevant. I don't care at all about those. It's, I bet uh, you study it more. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I look at who has who <laughs> back, what freshmen they have in. I've been doing that type of thing, you know, my whole life. But most of the coaches don't. They just fill it out as fast as they can and send it back in. Uh, so, yeah, the team I voted for first is a little different than every, who everybody else did. And I'm sure who I have second and third might be a tad different. So, But uh, yeah. but the, 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 uh, all, all that matters is where you finish. So. That's true. That's true. I know you guys. You guys came. Did you do like runner up in the conference tournament or something last year? Yeah, we got third in the conference tournament, third. and uh, okay. we we tied for sixth in the regular season. So, and uh, you know, it's uh, most of the league has most of its players back, so it's going to be tough. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could. Who knows where we'll wind up, but. Uh, uh, it's going to be competitive, and we're going down to Nashville this weekend, and we're playing Indianapolis, who's a top-10 team. Ooh. And uh, we're playing Trevecca Nazarin, who did real well in the uh, – I think they knocked down Ashland out of the NCAA regionals last year. And uh, Truman State, which is a very, very good team. And then we're, there's an NAIA team out of Indiana we're playing. So we're playing a really tough schedule this weekend, which is what we wanted before we start league play here in a couple few weeks. Right. When's your uh, when's your spring break? Our spring break, in all of their wisdom, um, our school administrators this year made our spring break in late March. And it runs right huh. into our conference season, meaning we can't go to Florida. Um, oh. So yeah, so we're not real happy about that, to say the least. And uh, um, so yeah, on spring break we're we're going to give the girls a few days off, and we're going to practice for you know, three or four days, and we'll be about the only people here in Hillsdale during that time. <laughs> so it must be like Easter week then. Um, I, it's late March. I don't even know when Easter is. So 
Um, I, I just know it's late March. Yeah, I think I think Easter is the last Sunday in March this year. So yeah, but, so uh, we can't go to Florida because uh, there's nobody left down there playing by the time our spring break rolls around. So our me and our baseball coach, you know, we have let our athletic director know in no uncertain terms just that this is really, really, really not good. And you know, whether that gets anywhere, I have no idea. But uh, so that that's what we're faced with this year, which makes it really difficult to get ready for the for our conference season. I was listening to a story on the way home on the radio today. They were talking about uh, uh, Michigan football, and uh, I know we're not a, a big fan of that on this on the show, but uh, it was kind of funny because I guess Harbaugh has is going to be taking his his team down to Florida over spring break to to work out this year, which is unusual. And I guess there's some people in the NCAA that are upset about it, and they're talking about, you know, taking kids on their break and doing that. And, and they were just kind of laughing on in the show that, uh, you know, probably the teams from down south are upset about it because, you know, cause, you know now, now the teams from up north are going down there to take advantage of the weather so they wouldn't have the advantage on us anymore. So, um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, if the rules allow it, why are they upset? Yeah, yeah. So he said <laughs> – the, the sports commentator was saying, you know, the NCAA doesn't have any problem when the teams, you know, go over the Christmas break and go down and play in those bowl games and practice for that. Right. So <laughs> they're exactly making right. money off of that. Uh-huh. Well, you, you, you know, we teased Joe about taking players to Chuck E. Cheese, okay? Harbaugh <laughs> owns a Chuck E. Cheese. Does he? He does. No, I don't know if he does. Oh, my God. Well. I'm just saying that because you know he'll he'll be going to the uh, the little uh, league uh, kids where they play oh it's bitty league football before long you need to come to Michigan <laughs> <laughs> you know I say there's one good thing about that just go kick his butt when it's time just kick his butt he can recruit wherever he wants <laughs> I give him yeah, some credit though for for you know he's definitely bringing some a different uh, feel into things. I know there was some criticism and, and some people that liked the fact that he was out, you know, recruiting people and so on, unusual means and that. So, and other coaches, I don't think Urban Meyer was too crazy about it, but trying to keep up with it. But it was it was kind of interesting, kind of creative. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Urban Meyers don't like it because the fact that, you know, he's Michigan. I mean, that would be the reason yeah. I wouldn't like it neither. <laughs> I would be like, what's that? I would be like, Throw the tizzy fit and make it. Well, I wouldn't throw a tizzy fit. Well, I probably would if I was coaching college ball. I wonder who I would act like if I actually coached college ball. I'd probably be fired pretty quick. I know that because I would probably kick a lot of players off the team and then we wouldn't do any good because I kick all the good players off the team for being dummy. And uh, yeah, I, I, probably, I wouldn't last probably even the first the quarter. I'd be gone. On a related topic to that, I just posted a thread on the forum right before the show. I, I mentioned it to, to Joe here in the chat room, but uh, there's a really good article I just read earlier this evening about uh, basically why why coaches aren't respected as much as they used to be. And I it was it's just really hit home to me. I mean, it's a couple of things I've talked about in the past, but it just it just goes into kind of the impact of, of parents, um, administrations. And uh, kind of the whole world of political correctness that we live in today, and you know, 
pros and cons, I suppose, of all those things. But uh, it's a really good article. I encourage people to, uh, you know, to read that when they get a chance. Yeah, actually, yeah, that that actually was I, I liked it. I actually liked the one thing there. You had three reasons coaches aren't respected, like the old days is the one with the the first one with parents that says, one time when I was fourteen year old, I threw my bat after striking out. My mom, my mom marched right down from her uncomfortable wooden bleacher seat and pulled me out of the dugout and ripped me a new one. Then she told the coach I couldn't play the rest of the game. Do you think he questioned her? Nope. <laughs> that, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. You know, now, nowadays they're saying, "What do you think my kid will the game?" You know. Uh, I've definitely talked about this before, and I definitely saw a change over the three years I coached uh, in in terms of how, uh, uh, you know, the impact of parents on that. And, I mean, one of the main points of that was that, you know, if if parents talk about the coaches and don't show them respect, then, you know, then how can you expect the kids to do that? So it's not saying it's all gone to to H-E double hockey sticks here, but – uh, it definitely has has evolved over over the years, no doubt. Yeah, I ran across oh. that that article the other day, and uh, it, uh, yeah, I, it it's all true. But you know, it's our generation that uh, that that has taught this to our kids, or that our generation is the one yeah. giving coaches a hard time and teachers a hard time. You know, why isn't my kid getting an A? And you know, it, it's just like the article or the column says. It's uh, you know, we want to question every teacher, every coach, and, and you know, it's the, our our nature is automatically to question them rather than have our kids respect them. And, you know, I, I don't know. Our, yeah, go ahead. I don't know, Joe. You're you, Joe. You're younger than me. I think it might be your generation, not my generation. <laughs> <laughs> that may be, but uh, it, it, you know, I'm I'm barely in the baby boomer generation, just barely, and, and mm-hmm. I. I'm not a fan of the generation. I don't consider myself part of it. But uh, so I, you know, I don't know what we we need to bring back the World War II generation and teach us all some lessons. I think. There you go. Yep. Well, I just you know, I just read that little piece of the article on that you know story. This actually was from Coach Force uh, for, and uh, let me tell you something. If this is how we would read, just to let everybody know. This is my interpretation if Joe was the coach. One time when I was 14 years old, I threw my bat after I striked out. Coach Abrams flew off the off the bench, come out, asked me. My mom had to come to protect me. <laughs> that would be that 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 would be uh, how I think that would have went down. But yeah, you know, I kind of agree that. That, but you know, I also do believe it. Just part of it is not just the fact that the parents always question everything. I think way too many coaches always say what's right to make people happy all the time, and I don't really know if that's the right way to to handle coaching. I could be wrong, but I I think a lot of times coaches. I mean, my personal eyes have witnessed and seen the results over weekends and weekends where the coaches have actually set that scenario up by letting things happen and get away with things and stuff like that. And I think 
I think some of that's just, you know, that just happens because the coaches let it happen. You know, I, I don't even know if I could really coach nowadays because, number one, I'm not kissing nobody's behind, and I'm definitely not coaching the parents behind to make them happy. If I'm coaching, I'm coaching to win ball games, to get the players better, hopefully prepare them to be able to play at the next level. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to get your mom and dad into college, sorry. That's why I gave it up, to be honest. I mean, I told you a little bit about it before, but but it just started. Uh, I just felt like I, you know, and I was not any kind of a, excuse the language, a hard-ass coach or anything like that at all. But, but uh, you know, if the kids were, you know, the people I was coaching, if they weren't performing well or they weren't working hard, I mean, I would I would let them know it in that. And I, you know, that parents just, just you know, just got, pissed off at me and and uh and you know i didn't necessarily see the support from the rest of the coaching staff i just said you know that's it i'm not i'm not going to do it anymore and i didn't join it i would i would go home and just stew on it and, and be upset about it it's like you know what i'm not enjoying it anymore it's time to time to give it up so um that definitely happens i think the okay. only part of that story i think the only part of the story you missed about joe going out and and you know, you know, taking the kid out of the game is that I think right after he did that, then he would have yelled at the umpire for calling a strike anyhow. So <laughs> yeah, that, I, no, I probably would have done that first. <laughs> but, but, uh, actually, you know what? And um, just in, as an aside, NCAA has a new rule this year, and without getting into the rule verbatim, basically what the rule says is a, a judgment call, ball strike call, safe out call. We can't even discuss it, let alone argue it. When we're at the risk of getting kicked out of the game, it has to be a rule type thing. So, I mean, they've, uh, which I, and I completely disagree with this, with this new rule, but, uh, I mean, in other words, really? if I go up to an, um, yeah, it, it's a new, you know, you can just do search for 2016 NCAA softball rules changes and, and you'll see it in there. I mean, the, the umpires and the rules committee have gotten so delicate and so sensitive I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it's amazing, but I could get away with more when I coached high school and travel ball than, than in college. I don't know why that is, but, I mean, they just don't want to hear anything from the coaches. I mean, anything. You know, if you come in and yeah. question a rule, they start looking at you funny, and you know, you're walking out there, and, you know, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it, I mean, umpires along with the rest of society has gotten so soft and so delicate you can't say anything to anybody nowadays. It's it's why Donald Trump's winning. People are tired of the nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, that's a true statement right there. But see, somebody brought up politics, had to bring it in. I, I think there, Joe did that. I, I sneak right into it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, you know, it, it's the bottom of the hour. So, you know, I think we ought to see. You know, it's funny, though. Tonight we only have one outside caller I see from southeastern Ohio. I don't really see uh, anybody else on there. But, you know, uh, Jeff has this little trivia game or game he's doing, and uh, we got to have somebody to do it. I mean, I'll do it, I, except for, you know, I don't really care about the political part because as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't want to vote for none of them. I don't even care who they shove in my face. I don't want them. I can tell you that right now. So uh, I may be wrong on that just to say that, but 
that's just I guess I'm just getting too dang old and I, I, I don't want things to be the way they are in America. I, I guess I just might be uh maybe I'm just going I'm getting bad or something, but we got we do have southeastern Ohio caller. Are you there tonight? Hey yeah. guys, Josh Bobo, hey. how are you? Oh, he is here. <laughs> hey Josh, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad. And Josh you want is, to do the, uh, uh, with the bulldog. Josh, what do you? What is your? I mean, besides uh, making sure my little redhead granddaughter's not goofing off, what is your title there with the? I'm the director of the organization and the 18 new head coach. Where, where I thought you had the older girls. Where's um, he at in Southeast Ohio? Uh, Ohio Bulldogs Elite, which is. It's located, I mean, we're based out of Zanesville, but we got, we have girls from all over basically that quarter of the state and West Virginia and one Kentucky as well, so. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's, we basically combined about three organizations, um, and so this is technically a first-year organization with years of experience, so. Okay. Well, Josh, do you want to Jeff? Do you want to do the uh, fill in the blank questions? Uh, <laughs> I liked last year, week's questions a lot better, but sure, <laughs> I, I can tackle those. Last <laughs> week I didn't even read them ahead of time, and and uh, so I had to put some thought in it. Thank goodness I read them this time. So. <laughs> All right, let me let me run this by you. We we will ask Joe this too. So. So three questions. So other than the organization I'm currently coaching in, or that my daughter is playing in, the travel organization that I admire the most is? Um, well, if you're talking just the travel organization, I'd probably say, you know, Bat Busters or Beverly Bandits or whatever, but sticking with Ohio in that same breath, um, man, what the outlaws have done to get to be in the top five in the country in verbals is amazing to me for an Ohio organization. So, uh, but there's a lot, I mean, a lot of organizations out there that, you know, I clearly respect when you're talking about stingrays and lasers and the classics and all the wolf pack and all these other organizations that have been doing great things for a long time. So, um, but that, when you're in top five in verbals, that's, that's very impressive yep. out of Ohio. No doubt, no doubt. So the second question, the second one is, the one word I would use to describe the best coach my DE ever had is? Energetic. Like, just energetic, ridiculously energetic. I mean, in a positive like way. Um, like, uh, I'm not a rah-rah guy, so I try to get a rah-rah guy or gal in my staff because that energy is I feel very important. Um, this guy was, he's hes just awesome at him. Actually, I was my DD's coach for a long time, and this guy is the, she would tell you, is the best coach she ever had. So, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know. I was waiting for one person, somebody to say the one word I even used to describe the best coach my DD ever had is me. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so the other one you can choose to answer or not is if I had to vote or not vote today for one of the remaining presidential candidates, it would be 
It would be not vote today. How's that one? <laughs> I guess you could say that. I, I would <laughs> actually go to the polls, but, you know, some of the things that turn into snowballs on the forum, I'm not touching that one with the 10-foot pole. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'd like to stir up a little more controversy than I used to. So it's kind of interesting. I, I will. I'll just say this, and I, I always used to avoid talking politics. Um, and you know, and I think there's certain situations where you got to be really careful sometimes uh, doing that. But um, um, I, to me, this this year's uh, I've been really following closely. You know, both of the both of the parties this year, and watching a lot of the. Uh, uh, the debates and the town halls and things like that. And I just, I'm kind of just intrigued by the process and and the kind of the uh, the strategies being employed by the different sides. And you know, a lot of it's BS, and you can get pretty frustrated with it. But I, I'm just kind of, I have to admit, I've been kind of intrigued by it. And um, I will. The one thing I'll say is that I'm a, I'm a, I'm an independent, and I have both both, both sides of the aisles uh, many many times over the years. Um, so it's not, uh, I'm not a hardcore one way or the other, but I, I've just definitely been intrigued. No doubt uh, Trump's put a lot of, uh, of int- you know, craziness into the whole thing this year, but, uh, but I've kind of actually enjoyed following it. Um, not that I, not that I won't miss it when it's gone. So that's that I will miss it when it's gone, but anyhow. It's definitely been a race and will continue to be, I feel like no other that we've seen. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess I'll say I'm ready for a change, but I'm not sure if I'm ready for that much change. So you can't <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good way to say it. I'll, I'll accept that answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I, I do know like when it comes to politics that we used to be able to, because, you know, I, I got a pretty big work, workforce, we used to be able to put out a letter basically not saying who we wish you would vote for, but would be who would be more favorable towards business, um, you know, kind of like that. You know, it would be more like, it would point out certain points about, you know, what they were for and what they weren't for. But it's actually got to the point now you can't even do that because, and that all happened after eight years ago. Um, yeah. You know, you you could still do it, but you're kind of putting yourself out there, li- you know, for liability risk. Uh, if you just, mi- if just one thing's misinterpreted the wrong way mm-hmm. by an individual, um, you know. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I know that, that that practice is gone, you know, it's like, that's something, and I'll be honest, uh, 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, man, I'm getting old. Every company I ever worked for always, you know, organization I belong to always had something about who would be the best candidate for this cause or that cause. But I imagine you might see that still a little bit like in legions or, Something like that, but I, I definitely not in the business rules as much as you used to. So, but anyway, I actually thought the questions you come up with this week, Jeff, were pretty good. Myself, well, like you know, definitely going to spur a lot of little conversation here. So, um, I thought it was kind of, it was kind of 
that was kind of cute too. And I asked, uh, you know, so we were going to talk about state of play and that, and you know, I want to know, I'm going to vote for the, uh, the, the candidate who, who, who has the same philosophy about state of play that I do. How about that? Right. Yeah. You know, we've been, what, now this is our third show, right? When we yeah. was going to start the first show with talking about state of play. Right. And yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about it. In fact, this may be only the second time I mentioned it because, in fact, last week I said, I'm sorry, but hopefully we'll get to talk about state of play next week. Now, yeah, Joe, you really never had to deal with state of play that much, did you, when you was doing travel ball? Because it really hadn't become a big issue yet, except for maybe the nationals. Is that you mean? Is that the insurance thing you mean, or what? I'm not even no, no. Let me let me briefly all the hotel stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was coming in toward the end of the time I was in travel ball. Colorado, I think, got it, and uh, there are a couple others. So we had to deal with it somewhat. And uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I get it, but uh, I'm kind of torn on it. You know, as an old travel ball coach, I hate it. at the same time, I mean, we're talking about politics again here. You know, I'm a total believer in the free market. And, you know, if people, if tournaments overstep their bounds, they'll start losing customers. So um, I, I hate it, but, you know, I, they, they've got the right to do it. I mean, I, I certainly don't want the government or anybody else to come in and stop them. So, but but I do hate what? it. And, and what? It, it, would, it would be a factor in where I would be taking my team. Well, one of my points I have for state of play, and this would be actually be aimed towards Joe, is this: that you know, you being a collegiate level coach, that state of play might actually be able to help offset your costs if the tournament directors are getting state of play money or raising money in any way, for that matter. That may be able to give them an opportunity to actually give you travel expenses and help reimburse you on your expenses when you come to their event. Because, I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? So at the yeah. college level, it actually might be an advantage for you that they have state of play. Maybe, but probably not, because um, there's only one tournament that, that will partially pay for any of our expenses. They might, you know, pay for maybe Ohio State or Michigan's expenses, but and, and they don't need it. You know, the schools that need it, they won't pay for ours. But, but uh, it... it the, the big tournaments, you know, whether it's the Colorados or the Surf City ones at Huntington Beach or the D9, they know the college coaches are coming no matter what. So they don't need they don't need to entice them with that type of stuff. Um, so I, I don't think we would see too much uh, too much benefit from that. I mean, I could be right. wrong, but I, I'm I just using that, that as a point. I'm just using that as a point of view that it could actually be used, you know, to entice you to come you know, to an event, it, you know, that you might say, wow, you know, I've already spent this much money recruiting this year, and, uh, you know, I, I just can't really see spending more money to go to this. Well, I mean, but like you said before, too, if, you, if you're going to go see somebody because you want to see them, you're going to probably go anyway. But that, that's just a point I wanted to make that I think by having State of Play, it gives the tournament directors opportunity to do what's, needed to be done to get the college coaches there. I actually have a kind of unique idea I've thought about, which I'm not going to really discuss tonight, and uh, about 
you know, coaches and uh, not so much showcases, but a different, I, I want to say a different mousetrap is what I'm going to call it because I've been really thinking about this and uh, for a while. I just don't know how workable it is or something, but I, I am going to throw it out to somebody and just see what they think. But, you know, when I get time, I might actually bring it up and actually discuss it more. Warren Wolf knows because he's been prying me for what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. So, to, to your point, Rick, yeah, I don't think, um, even at my level, D2, and I don't have the budget, you know, some of the big D1s do, a couple free nights of a hotel stay is not going to get me to go from the tournament I want to go to to some other tournament. It, it's not worth it. I need to be at the tournament I need to be at. So I mean, yeah, it's possible they could do that. I just don't think it'd do them any good. Right. You know, um, do you guys, I mean, so you're just basically, no matter what in your situation, there's just really no way to stay play mat is going to make a difference for you uh, one way or another. Because you're just, you're not going to come there because someone's paying, well, we're going to pay for your motel room. And uh, you know, and uh, reimburse you for gas or whatever. That's not going to get you to come there unless there's the players that you want to see. So. Yeah, that's right. Because if there aren't, what you know, whether I'm getting it free or not doesn't really matter. So, um, so no. I mean, I need to be where I need to be, and if it costs me five hundred bucks or whatever for the weekend, then so be it. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, let's go. I'll let you go. I'm sorry. Well, you know, just a couple of additional points I stated, but I mean, I, you know, a lot of it, I think back when I was coaching travel ball, you know, 10 years ago or so, I mean, the, the, uh, tournament directors were working deals for hotels, I think, where they were promoting their hotels and they were, as a result, they were maybe getting some free rooms. Maybe they were getting us, you know, some kind of a small kickback or whatever, but, you know, I think when it turned from that to the point where, in order to you had to stay at a certain hotel, I think that's where people people just don't like being told where they have to stay. And you know where you stay, a hotel you stay, it's kind of a personal thing, right? I mean, it's you know, and and uh, you know, some people like to like to stay in cheap places and don't really care, and some people like to stay in, in nice places and want certain uh, you know certain, you know, uh, accommodations, you know, certain things in the hotel and that. So, you know, it's hard to, people just don't like to be told what they have to do. And, um, uh, you know, I'm definitely opposed to it. I understand kind of what's grown out of. There's probably some advantages to it in terms of, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of times they're they're probably getting good hotels for a decent price. Um, But other times, you know, you certainly hear a lot of examples where where they're not. They've also got a kind of a block of rooms that are assigned because a lot of times it can be tough to find some of the tournaments to find a place to stay. Um, I saw a thing on the, uh, you know, Fire in the Sky, one of the tournaments that's near and dear to you and my heart, Ricky, and, you know, they're going to have a Fire in the Sky this year. They're going to have 128 teams, and somebody posted on there, it's like, you better have your hotel room pretty darn soon because there's not not a ton of hotel rooms around there. So, you know, they could probably – you know, if if Joan and this group wanted to benefit from that, they probably could. But I know that I know they don't do that. So, um, well, I, let me tell you, you know, since I actually have first-hand knowledge of how state of pay works on the the backside of it, 
you know, we had an opportunity to do that. And there was a couple, a couple alternatives. You could take up to so many rooms, and there were your rooms to use on however you wanted to. You could give them away or do whatever you wanted with them, right? And plus you would get up to $5 a night per room um, that was rented um, for your event. So it actually becomes pretty profitable. Um, You know, you could actually make quite a bit extra money out of it, but the problem is in order for you to make the money, the people it's paying are going to get bumped up maybe an extra 15 or $25 because you've made a deal with the, uh, sometimes it might be the local commerce is tied in with the motels and you all make a deal together. So, you know, where, yeah, you might have made like an extra $3,500 for the weekend. The parents spent an extra $12,000 for you. To, you know, so to me, it just, to me, the money that you were going to get really wasn't worth them paying that much extra. You know, if they were just say, hey, you know, and this is would be my rule, okay, you put this event on all the time, and you bring all, you fill all these rooms up there every year on this weekend, we're going to, to help you with your event, to make your event better, we're going to donate $2.50 for our rooms we rent out, and we're not going to charge your people anymore. We're going to have the same rate, right? But that's not how that works. Now, what's funny just talking about that is probably somebody that knew a lot about that and is no longer involved in softball knew every angle there was on the state of play, how to get the city to kick him and everything. And uh, and you just kind of laugh at him. And now, you know, they're actually the point now where, a lot of your tournaments have some kind of deal set up with motels. I mean, you know, it's just it's getting to be pretty common anymore. So you don't mind out even know a lot of tournaments don't even have to say they have state of play because they already have deals in place with motels. So I don't even know if you'd really call it state of play since they've already got deals locked in. So I, I'm kind of like me. I, I think I think if the tournament director does it. And brings extra money in as long as it's not raking, you know, raking the parents and the people who are coming like clean, you know, cost them an exorbitant bunch of money, and you're actually using the money to make the tournament a better experience, you know, and not just put it in your pocket. I, I think it's okay to get a little money from it, but I, I think if you're not putting it back into the tournament, you know, you really, you know, that's just. You know, it's business. It's not really anything to do about giving the greatest experience you can give because you got the money and the means to do it. So, I don't know. Uh, I know, Jeff, you really don't like state of play. No, definitely so not. And, and, uh, and um, you know, I know that it was a pretty heated conversation on it a couple of weeks ago, and it definitely kind of cooled down, but I'm, I'm sure it'll... It'll raise its ugly head again, you know, once the travel season really gets going here. And there'll, there'll be somebody that's not happy with the hotel that they're at, and and, uh, and we'll hear more about it. So we can let it uh, we can let it simmer until the next time. Yeah. So 
So anyway, so Joe, you're getting ready to travel back down south. You're really anticipating your trip? Yeah, hoping we get out of here before the snow hits. Well, it'll hit up here, hopefully, where we don't get bad weather getting out of here. So, But, uh, but yeah, we're ready to head out again. Yeah, well, you know, I know there's supposed to be forecast for rain the next couple of days, so hopefully uh, you don't have to worry about dealing with rain. So. Yes, it's not supposed to rain down there this weekend, so that's good. Good. Now, something else I know, uh, just to let you know, Jeff, I didn't never did get back to you. I did actually get a hold of Joey, so, and uh, okay. I, I called her when she was in a meeting, and she called me when I was in the meeting. So okay. we're going to get together sometime tomorrow. <laughs> so she's like, why did you call my cell phone number for I'm like, well, I didn't want I haven't talked to you for a while. I didn't want to just call your cell phone like that. And, you know, she said, well, just call my cell phone for now when you need. <laughs> so, okay. But, yeah, so we misconnected. But, yeah, I'll be talking to her tomorrow. Um, now, so far, we haven't, and this is something that's really surprising me. Okay, we've tried everything to get tournament directors to get hold of us to have us. Well, you know, let, let me back up a second. Uh, there is actually, I actually had one tournament director contact me and asked me about us coming down and doing one of their games. And actually, um, it was the Bulldogs tournament. I was the only person that's actually contacted and asked asked me, I don't know about you, Jeff, but asked me about possibly coming down and doing a championship game. Now, have you heard from anybody yourself? Well, I did uh, I did talk to Joe Horn uh, that runs Fire in the Sky, and uh, he said that they were being very happy to have us for that tournament as well as the 12 youth tournament if we wanted to, if we wanted to attend that in Orville. So um, we'll, have to just, we'll have to decide. That's actually the weekend before uh, the other tournament. And uh, I know this thing you're talking to the – to Joey from the Racers about that's actually uh, just for for I'm just giving kind of a, a brief hint to some people. The uh, um, uh, I know the state the staying softball folks are, are working and they've got a uh, set up for a, a night at the Racers uh, set up for June 28th and uh, that happens to be on a show night and so that kind of ties in. We'll just give people a clue. It ties into why we're we're talking to them, but. Um, uh, that's all in that same time frame. So the uh, the 12U tournament would be the the weekend of the, like the 25th, 26th, and then that's the the staying softball is on the 28th, and then uh, uh, Fire in the Sky is the July 4th weekend. So uh, short of taking off a week or something, that you know that could be tough to do all that in that short period of time. But uh, um, you know I'm definitely uh, definitely interested in it. When is the uh, uh, Josh? So Josh is on the on the line. Is is that the Celine Wyatt tournament, Josh? Yeah, that's that's correct. The thirteenth through the fifteenth of May. Um, okay. Our largest age group is the twelve and under division, where we've got nineteen teams currently. So, um, so right now we're about thirty eight teams. Um, I mean, I definitely, I definitely would be interested in that if that's something y'all, you know, want to do in that. I know we had talked originally, Ricky, when you were talking about doing your tournament that we might avoid that, you know, those weekends in early May. I know Warren had talked to us about maybe doing a tournament in that time frame. I think we kind of fended off that one because we didn't want to commit, overcommit there. But uh, you know, May's kind of back open again, so I definitely would be interested in it. And I know that's for a really, really good cause, and 
And um, I don't know if you, if Josh, if while you're on the line, if you want to maybe just talk about that tournament a little bit for for people that are not aware. Yeah. Um, let's see, September of 2013, um, Celine Wyatt um, passed away as a result of an ATV accident, and at the time we were with Impact Softball. And she was our, uh, I mean, just a superstar player at, at the 10 and, ten and under level. Um, pitcher, hitting, running, attitude, just um, she went to all the, every camp she could go to. Um, she was all about the game. Uh, she played in an 18 and under rec league and actually pitched. Um, really? With her older sister who I coached. Um, at the time, it was she was at 16U. She's since off to college, but um, so they actually got to play on the same team in a in a local rec league, you know, just to get some swings. Um, so that meant a lot. But so we decided uh, with the family, which is Tim and Becky Wyatt, that are, is the mom and dad, um, who is also board members, uh, president, and um, Chair, chairperson of our organization, the Bulldog, Ohio Bulldogs Elite, um, we decided to put together a, uh, the tournament as a scholarship fundraiser in her name, and we've given out about uh, $2,500 in scholarships to date. Um, our goal, they said, it's a nonprofit organization through the Muskingum County Community Foundation. But we give away $1,000 every year to any uh, college-bound female softball player. Doesn't necessarily mean she has to play softball in college, but she was a high school um, softball player. Um, every you know, and that's an annual award. And mm -hmm. our goal th from the foundation was to raise $25,000. And within five years, and we surpassed that in the first two years. So wow. we have we have ensured that this um, scholarship will live long after we're gone in her name. So, you know, being um, as close knit as they are with the community and those the people, you know, our little bulldogs. It's like they're you know they they got fifty six kids. You know, when it comes to our organization, everybody looks up to to them. Um, great people. So to help them, you know, you're never going to ease the pain of that loss. Like, you know, um, I can't. I've never experienced anything like that, and um, I can only imagine. Um, but to be able to help them, you know. Uh, see everything in such a positive light and be able to focus that energy and if it just you know distracts them from it for you know why we're working on this tournament why we're selecting our scholarship finalists and and things like that and knowing that she'll never be forgotten and so so many people in the softball community which is what's awesome about our sport and I feel like no other um, you know the, the stretch, like they've reached out. We've gotten 
you know, donations from Jenny Finch and Crystal Bustos and Leah O'Brien Amica and um, the Akron Racers, Joey Arietta. We we did a a clinic with our organization. She brought along Taylor Slopey and Kelly Montavo and um, Cassie, Cassie Zarnick. I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name, but she's an awesome player from Texas A&M. So we had three pros, and, and the, those relationships that we form, we've got, and then people have reached out. You know, Cincinnati Reds give us tickets, and we take all these things. And rather than making money off of them, we take every player that's on a roster in our tournament, and we do random drawings, and we give them away, those things. Cool. Because we're, we're already making money um, for the scholarship fund. You know, so we want to create the best experience for the girls that play in our tournament. And so they know what Celine was all about. And they're touched by, you know, the community like she was and like we all continue to be as long as we're a part of this sport. Um, so we're giving, you know, we, we give out door prizes. That's one of the things we try to do, you know, honestly, that nobody else is going to do. I mean, we're getting, we, you know, sure, we got a bat raffle where we're, we'll hope to make a little bit. But if we break even, great. Somebody gets, you know, um, brand new bats. So. Um, right. You know, so we've we've had autographed Team USA jerseys um, from multiple players, uh, the businesses in the our community. You know, we just back up to the dock and get all the field chalk that we want. Um, essentially, from from Hamby Farms, some of our sponsors are just unbelievable. Subway, and you know, I could go on and on, but um, the point is. You know, her legacy will carry on, you know. I mean, and the field house, I don't know if anybody's had a chance to go into the new facility they've built in Zanesville. I mean, the facility's been there, but the new indoor softball field, um, Roadrunners and Muskie Chicks have held tournaments and leagues there in the, this off season. But it's just a fantastic venue um, that we didn't have in southeastern Ohio, <clears throat> and it's a – Celine Wyatt Memorial Softball Academy. Um, yeah. She got Ohio Bulldogs Elite Travel Organization. Her nickname was Bulldog, right? You have mm-hmm. a scholarship that's going to a you know a thousand dollars to help young ladies their first year in college every single year. So you know, an organization, a field, a tournament, a scholarship. I mean, what kind of legacy would you like to leave when you're you're not walking this earth? I mean, it's just that's fantastic. So. That's really that's really really cool. I, I knew part of that story, but not all of it, Josh. And uh, you know, I, I commend you and 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 the Bulldogs organization and, and the whole community there for for you know putting on something like that. And and you know, obviously for for a great cause. And and you're right. I mean, you know that uh, you know. Bulldogs left a legacy, and, and uh, you know a lot of people don't do that, and they're much longer lives than that, and, and that's that's fantastic. So, Ricky, I'd love to go down there and do that tournament if, if you could do it. So, <laughs> well, you know, of course, uh, I think this would actually be the the closest tournament that Rick would ever have to drive to. They usually <laughs> it's the opposite. The Rick drives like an hour and a half, two hours. 
to go somewhere, and Jeff drives 30, 40 minutes. So, yeah, I think I, I think I'm definitely down for doing the bulldog tournament. I have no problem with that. Hey, yeah, I can make sure I can make sure your daughter shows up. How's that? Or your granddaughter and your daughter actually? Well, you know, you can send the granddaughter. You keep a daughter away from me. <laughs> but yeah, I tell you what. Yeah, I tell you the only thing I I had to add to that is whenever all the girls are around. And they're together, you know, when you got the whole group together. I, I just see the smile on the Wyatt family's faces and and just you can just tell how much they love what's going on. It is and it definitely is making a difference, I guarantee you, not only in all these girls' lives, but also in their lives too, just because of everything that's going on because of, you know, one tragic event you never thought would turn into so many great things, uh so, you know, that's the thing I always know is just how happy they are being around the kids and the girls. So, yep, I, I'm down. So, but yeah. I'm down and, too. Uh, so, so there we go. We got, we got at least three tournaments to do. And if I have any luck with Joey tomorrow, uh, I, I might actually, I don't know, that's going to be interesting because I'm going to have to convince her that you're at a pro level play by play. And I, and I honestly believe you are. You know, I think the only problem you have is that guy says by the right of you all the time. I think we probably need to get somebody a little bit more professional, right? Uh, but anyway. Well, that would be that would be really cool if we got a chance to uh, either broadcast a regular show or, or even got a, you know, a chance to uh, to even potentially announce a, a game there sometime. That would be like a dream come true for me. So uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, any, the, the good news is that's that's like 15 minutes for me, Ricky, so. Uh, we can, yeah, uh, yeah. Once, once again, you, you once again, yep, once again, it works your way. But I don't really mind, you know. I've actually been there before, so uh, you know, I've actually been to the park uh, myself, I, and I'm sure you probably still haven't been there, right? Is this correct, or I have? Well, I've been to the park several times. I mean, my daughter played in some tournaments. I've gone and watched other games there. I, you know, rec, um, you know, some tournament games there in the past, but I've never. Uh, I've actually never seen a racers game uh, played. So, so yeah. And, and one other quick story. I actually went to a, a fundraiser this uh, this past weekend for my my girlfriend's daughter's uh, band, and one of the they had a, uh, a silent auction in that. And one of the uh, one of the items they they auctioned off was uh, four tickets to the racers game in that. And and I'll be darned, I won that one. So um, I'll be I'll be going to maybe a couple of games this year. No, well, you know, it's about that time that we look to close up, Joe. Uh, I know we've talked quite a bit about a lot of different things, and I, I really do appreciate you being on. No matter how bad I pick on you at times, I really do appreciate <laughs> you being on. Happy so, to be here. And I want to wish you and the ladies good luck down south. I hope you guys get down and have a great trip, and I hope you continue to have a successful season. Um I did want to bring up one thing, but I'm not going to. <clears throat> I wanted to actually ask Joe how did his past year of recruiting go, but we'll say that for another show. But for now, I think it's time we wrap up the show. I appreciate all the listeners being on the night. Uh, appreciate you uh, for calling in and uh, doing the uh, the uh, quiz there, Josh. Appreciate you, Joe, Jeff. Time to pack up our gears and get out of here. So. 
Until next week, this is Softball Zone Radio Show. Everybody say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Have a great week.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.